This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good day. I'm Phil Latzman. We bring this to you as a daily digest, this podcast of the day's events in Arizona. Welcome to Wednesday, the 15th of February. Hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. And let's get to the news on this day after. House Republican lawmakers in Arizona finally rounded up the votes to pass a so-called skinny budget that essentially dares Democratic Governor Katie Hobbs to veto it. And according to Hobbs, that's exactly what she's going to do. The governor criticized the GOP spending plan as a do-nothing budget that doesn't adequately tackle issues such as affordable housing or education. And House Minority Leader Andres Cano said it's wrong for Republicans holding slim one-vote majorities in each chamber to unilaterally pass a budget without negotiating with Hobbs and other Democrats first. If the message from the GOP at the beginning of month two of the 56th legislature is going to be my way or the highway, get ready for the highway. Republicans defended the budget proposal as a responsible way to avert a government shutdown by June 30th. Well, there were not enough Valentines for Pima County's health director, Teresa Cullen. On Tuesday, she was rejected in her bid to become the state's top health official. As Tom Maxidon reports, the vote comes after Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs previously pulled Cullen's name from consideration. On a party-line vote, three Republican state senators did not confirm Cullen. The voice vote came despite Democratic Senate Minority Leader Raquel Tehran reminding panel members Hobbs had already withdrawn Cullen's name. But Republican Senate President Warren Peterson said that message had not been received by the Senate Secretary. Cullen's last day as Pima County Health Chief was scheduled to be Friday, but a county spokesman said if Cullen's situation changed, she likely will be able to continue in that position. Tom Maxidon, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A state Senate committee voted against a proposal on Tuesday that would have allowed Maricopa County to ask voters to extend the half-cent transportation sales tax. Maricopa County needs legislative approval before it can send the issue to its citizens. Mesa Mayor John Giles told KJZZ's The Show the bill was not what many Valley mayors had asked for. This was uh, a plan that would have gutted transit, including buses, uh, and uh, didn't reflect any of the work that has gone into uh, the transportation plan that we worked so hard on. Giles said if the legislature does not pass a plan, it would take a statewide referendum. Water levels in Lake Powell have now dropped to an all-time low. They did so on Tuesday. As Alex Hager reports, the nation's second largest reservoir dipped past the previous record set last April. Climate change and steady demand are shrinking Lake Powell. If the water keeps dropping, it could get too low to generate hydropower in Glen Canyon Dam. An even further drop could mean water can't pass through the dam at all. Eric Balkin is with the conservation group Glen Canyon Institute. Everybody should be envisioning a post-Glen Canyon Dam future because based on the hydrology and the realities of water in the Colorado River Basin, it's just becoming more likely every year. States that use water from the Colorado River have come up with a patchwork of measures to prop up Lake Powell in recent years, but have been unable to agree on long-term plans to cut back water use. I'm Alex Hager. In January, Governor Hobbs released a study that raised concerns over West Valley groundwater supplies, Ron Duggan reports that the study could have major implications for development in the area. The report showed the people in the Hasayampa sub-basin have pumped water faster than it can be recharged, which means developers who plan to build there in the future will have to find another source. But other sources of water are likely to be expensive, and some plans for development may never get off the drawing board, says Kathleen Ferris of the Kyle Center for Water Policy. 
I do think we need a discussion. It's way past time to have a discussion about where we grow and how we grow. And not everybody's going to be able to have everything they want. She says it's possible that the Arizona Department of Water Resources could issue similar reports in other areas in the future. Ron Dungan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Phoenix is looking to develop a major intersection known as the Four Corners. As Christina Estes reports from the business desk, the city council will vote today on a plan to attract specific proposals. In an effort to fight crime and spur redevelopment, Phoenix tore down a business and took control of 12 acres on the southwest corner of 24th Street and Broadway. For more than 20 years, the land has sat vacant. Now Phoenix is looking for a developer to deliver what residents want, a grocery store, medical services, sit-down restaurants, entertainment, and retail. If the council approves, a public request for proposals will be issued. The area is less than three miles from South Mountain Park, South Mountain Community College, and the under-construction South Central Light Rail Line. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. An Arizona man convicted this week after starting three forest fires in the northern part of the state back in 2018 has been sentenced to probation and more than a quarter million dollars in fines. From the Fronteras Task and Flagstaff, Michel Morisco reports. Philip Powers faced three and a half years in prison for seven misdemeanors after he set the three fires in the Coconino and Prescott National Forests. The judge sentenced him to seven concurrent one-year probation periods instead, and he owes the Forest Service more than $293,000 in restitution, making $200 monthly payments. In addition, the judge ordered Powers to complete a hiking safety course. Powers got lost hiking an 18-mile trail and set the fires to signal for help. At sentencing, the judge told him his lack of preparation for the hike was not a defense for the damage he caused. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. Arizona lawmakers heard testimony Tuesday for a bill that would require physicians to do everything possible to save the life of a baby born alive during an abortion. From the Fronteras Task in Tucson, Elisa Resnick reports. Among other things, Senate Bill 1600 requires facilities to provide the reason an abortion was performed, including those deemed medically necessary for the mother or child. Physicians must also prove that they did everything possible to save the baby's life if it was born alive. Bethany Miller, with the Center for Arizona Policy, said the new bill would expand existing protections for newborns. Even babies born early, even babies diagnosed with Um, major and severe congenital anomalies or other illnesses with a high probability of death. But Arizona Senator Eva Birch, an emergency nurse who represents Mesa, said forcing medical intervention to happen in situations when a baby has no chance of survival is not the solution. And that's aggravating what's already uh, a, a traumatizing situation. And sometimes those moments before death are the only moments that a family has um, to be able to take that in and and grieve. Birch was one of a minority group of lawmakers who voted against moving the bill forward. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. Some education news now. Schools in other states offer apps that allow students to anonymously access mental health services and report threats. Now, thanks to a bill in the Arizona House, students in this state could get access to similar resources. From the Education Desk, Bridget Dowd reports. 
On Tuesday, the House Education Committee advanced a bill that would allow governing boards to develop or buy an app like that for their school districts. East Valley resident Katie McPherson spent years researching a similar app used in Utah called Safe UT. She testified in favor of the bill. Here are some quick stats from 2021. 31,000 text chats between students and clinicians at the University of Utah. 295 life-saving interventions, so active rescues where students were text chatting or calling in and saying, I'm going to take my life right now. The committee voted unanimously in favor of the bill. This comes just a few days after Republican State Superintendent Tom Horn ordered schools to prioritize armed officers over counselors or social workers. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. From the KJZZ Newsroom, I'm Tom Maxidon. The Arizona Cardinals have agreed to hire Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their next head coach. Gannon's been Philadelphia's defensive coordinator the past two seasons, helping rebuild a defense that helped the Eagles reach the Super Bowl last Sunday. He replaces Cliff Kingsbury, who was fired last month after a dismal 4-13 record. In other sports, in basketball with Kevin Durant watching from the bench, Devin Booker scored 32 DeAndre Ayton had 29 and 11 rebounds. Suns beat the Kings 120 to 109 last night in Phoenix, the first home game for the Suns since they completed that trade uh, with Brooklyn for Durant, who's recovering from a right knee injury and hasn't played since January 12th. He's expected back after this weekend's NBA All-Star break. Chris Paul had a season nine, 19 assists and had 17 points for Phoenix, and they've won 11 of 14 without him. Hockey after snapping an 18-game road losing streak in Nashville, the Coyotes are back home to host the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight in Tempe. And that does it for this Wednesday edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this February the 15th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a wonderful day. We'll do it again tomorrow.